and welcome to Grade 7's Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their specialty. I'm your host for this episode, Bryn, and I'm a student at College Park School in Lehmannstall, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about who we are and what we'll be doing in our podcast. We are a class of 24 Grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting, where we are focusing on experience-based learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. We want to answer that age-old question of why do I have to learn this by directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside the school. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their profession or job, or it could traditionally be considered a hobby or interest. So without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode, who is an expert on drag racing, Laverne Andrews. Let's start by getting to know you. Please tell us about yourself. Um, I was born, raised here in Lloydminster most of my life. Um, I'm a heavy-duty mechanic by trade, and I own my own business. Um, we work on Class 8 trucks, so the semi-truck and trailers that you see roaming around. Um, always kind of been into cars and stuff like that all my life. Um, bought the current car that I drag race now when I was 17, still in high school, and I still own it to this day. Um, it's had a lot of different parts and pieces put on it, and um, married two kids, and that's about it. <laughs> Can you explain what drag racing is? Um, I'll just start with drag racing is a sanctioned event at a race track. Um, the stuff you hear about street racing, that's not drag racing. Um, there's a little bit of confusion between the two, but it is not drag racing. It is illegal for one, very unsafe. I'm not saying I didn't do it back in the day. I'm just saying it's things have changed and it's not a good idea. So drag racing itself is um, an association, like an NHRA is National Hot Rod Association, and it's done at a racetrack. There's a whole bunch of rules and things you have to do. Your car has to be teched, so it has to go through a technical um, well-being, make sure it's all in good order and depending on how fast the car or truck or bike or sled goes, um, denotes how much safety equipment you have to have. Um, things like race jacket, helmets, neck brace, fire, like I have to wear a fire suit, um, full face helmet, gloves, and they're all fireproof. The faster you go, the more equipment you have to have. Okay, I'm going to call up Alex to ask his question. He was sleeping. No. <laughs> Relaxing. Oh, um, Alex, and how, how long is the track? Um, the track, it's... NHRA events are measured in 1,320 feet. Um, don't ask me what that is in meters, because <laughs> I'm an old school guy. Um, so you race from a starting line to a, the end of the quarter mile and then there's most tracks have at least a quarter mile shutdown area so obviously depending on how fast you're going you can't just stop immediately when you get done 
going through the trip the lights I call it because there's little lights on on the sides of the track that calculate your speed and your ET which is your estimated time so how long it takes you to go from point A to point B so you obviously need some a longer period to shut down in other words to break slow down right, right. Um, so the total length of the track is probably a mile from start to finish but we own uh, most sanctioned events are a quarter mile except for the two top fuel classes which is top fuel dragster and top fuel funny car they only race to a thousand feet they shortened it by 320 feet because they were going too fast they were they shortened it in the late 80s i think it was 87 88 because the, the top fuel cars at that time were going about 350 mile an hour and a lot of the tracks don't have a long shutdown area and so they were finding out cars couldn't get stopped in time so they shortened their race there was the only two classes that only raced to a thousand feet and just because of the the power and the speed they make they wanted it was for safety but all the rest of us raced to quarter mile 13 20. okay thank you okay. Yeah, you're welcome. did you do something like drag racing as a kid and if so what was it um no <laughs> as a kid how how young do you mean like your guys age um, you can, yeah. just as a side note, you can start racing at a sanctioned event when you're eight. You can race a junior dragster, they call it. So it's a really scaled down version of a top fuel dragster. So it's, I don't know what they'd be, eight, eight, ten feet long. And you can race those all the way up until you're 18. At, at, as soon as you're old enough to get a driver's license, so 16, you can mm -hmm. race a full body car down the track. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to call Ben to ask his question. Um, do you make your own cars or do you buy them? I've built everything on my car. Every yeah. single thing except for painting it. Um, you can buy cars. Like you can, you can go buy a junior dragster right now. Or you can buy kits. So it's just kind of like putting a model together. You buy the kit. Um, depending on your skills, you might need help putting it together or not. Or, and then you can buy the engine to put in it. Um, whatever you want from there. But yeah, you can, I mean, if you know friends that can help you, then you get them to help you. Or, you know. But yeah, for the most part, you can, it depends on your skill, you can either buy or build. Okay, thank okay. you. Okay. What got you interested in drag racing? Um, just cars in general, and I knew it wasn't really a safe thing to be ripping around on the streets, so um, I knew about drag racing for a long time, and, and um, it was just a safer... Yeah. It's, it's a lot more relaxing when you can just floor it and go down the track and not have to worry about somebody you know, a kid stepping out on the street and running them over or hitting another car or, mm -hmm. and it's a lot safer because um, there is rules and regulations. So, you know, you can't just take your old beater that's falling apart and can crash into somebody down mm -hmm. the track. They just won't, they won't let you. Yeah. They yeah. better not let you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call up Isaiah to ask his question. 
Um, what's the fastest time you have ever completed in a race? Um, my car is currently gone 9.12 seconds, so just a hair over 9 seconds at 147 mile an hour. Oh. In a quarter mile. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what are the speeds you travel at? Um, like my car will do 150 mm -hmm. mile an hour in a quarter mm -hmm. mile. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, have you ever been involved in a crash? No. Thank goodness. <laughs> I've seen a couple. Um, last year in Saskatoon, there was a guy, and he's okay, by the way, but he, he just, something broke in the car, they think, and he swerved around on the track, and he couldn't save it, and he barrel rolled it, and then oh. it actually caught fire. So, hence the fire suit <laughs> saved him. Yeah. And um, five point harness, seat belts, helmet, jacket, gloves, boots, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, he was pretty bruised up, and I think he had a broken rib and maybe a broken leg or something. Oh, wow. But he was probably going 170 mile an hour at the time when he crashed. So, it rolled about eight or nine times before it stopped. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I've never been on a one, so. Oh, I'm going to call up Jackson to ask his question. What was the most life-threatening situation you've ever been in? It could be like driving a car or it could be like something else. Mm, well, going back a lot of years when I was 17 or so, I was, me and a friend crashed a 65 Mustang and we rolled it end for end a couple of times and no seat belts so both of us got ejected from the car and I got a bunch of cuts and scars on my head to show for it and luckily we both survived but the car was a total complete write-off um, yeah I'm pretty thankful that the car is easy to replace you can always buy another one but humans are a little harder to to make new ones so yeah, I'd say that's probably the worst crash I've ever had. Um, I have a follow-up question. Sure. So you said, like, how fast you were going was, like, in the hundreds yeah. of miles. You said miles? Miles yes. per hour. Do you know about kilometers? Cause well, 60, 100, 90, 150 mile an hour is about two... Somebody, he's, hopefully he's Googling that. <laughs> In the 200 and some, it would be? Uh, 241. Yeah. And, and my, car, my car is considered a slow car. Not the slowest, but my, I race in pro class, so that's, there's sportsman classes, and then there's a pro, there's street class, sportsman, and then pro, and then you go up in speeds from there. So, for instance, a top fuel dragster, Right now, Brittany Force, which is actually, she is a girl, um, she's got, she holds the top speed and the top ET fastest of, in the world. And her, and her fastest run is 338 mile an hour, which is 544 kilometers an hour. And um, it took her 3.62 seconds to go that fast. 
So they accelerate to z from zero to 100 miles an hour. So 100 mile an hour is 160, we'll say, three kilometers an hour, in 0.8 of a second. So about as fast as you blink an eye, they're going 100 mile an hour from, from a dead stop. They, 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 there's a thing that they say that you all know an aircraft carrier is and how they launch with a steam catapult, right? So an F-22 Hornet, I think it is, is the fastest, one of the U.S.'s fastest airplanes. So it gets catapulted, it leaves under full thrust, right? And they have a blast shield behind it, and then it's got a, a little hook underneath it with a steam, kind of like a slingshot. And they say if a top field dragster and a um, F-22 left at the exact same time, the top field dragster was go, would go over the end of the aircraft carrier and already be in the ocean before the um, F-22 got halfway down the aircraft carrier. Wow. So that's how fast oh. they accelerate. That's fast. That's fast. So for those of you going to the, um, like, sorry, for those of you, just to put it in perspective, when you travel from, from Lloydminster to Edmonton, your parents are probably driving around 110 kilometers an hour, okay? And so they start at 160 kilometers an hour. And you said yours got up to about 240 yeah. kilometers an hour. So that's twice the speed that you would normally travel from Lloydminster to Edmonton or to Saskatoon on the, on the divided highway. That's insane. So if a top field drags are going 544 kilometers an hour, Edmonton's about 250 some kilometers, the top field dragster would get there in about 25 minutes. That's, that's what if, Nabil said. He's like, that would be about half an hour to Edmonton. If, if it could stay, it could never stay that going that fast because they, they rebuild the engine after every run. Every single run. They, they drop the oil, they put all new pistons, leaves, they put a new set of heads on, they rebuild them, and then have spares. And they strip and clean the blower. Um, they have two spark plugs per cylinder, so it's a V8. And this is only a 500 cubic inch motor. I have a 540 cubic inch motor. So I actually have a bigger motor than they do, but mine makes about 1,000 horsepower, and theirs make about 8,000 horsepower. So that's the difference. That's fast. <laughs> Thank and, you. And they would consume about, they say a top fuel dragster consumes about 12 gallons of fuel per run. So that's about 45 liters. So if, if, if your parents have a small car, like a, you know, that car probably holds 45 liters of fuel. And it would, the top fuel dragster would use all of that fuel in one run. So to make power, you have to use fuel. You need two things, fuel, air, and a spark. So it uses lots of fuel to make lots of power. That's pretty cool. If you ever get the chance to go see one run, go see it. Bring your earplugs. Because <laughs> I don't care how good, how, how, how much you like loud noises, they are loud. Okay. Have you ever been injured or injured somebody else during a race? No. Hmm. Never. Jackson was also wondering, why do you continue racing cars although there are many dangers? 
Um, there's lots of dangers in everything you do in life. It's uh, it's a controlled danger. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's no different than not forgetting to look both ways when you walk across the street. If you forget that one time, you might get run over, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, it's one of those things in life. You choose to do certain things, and that's one of the things I choose mm-hmm. to do. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert? Do you consider yourself an expert? I don't know if I'd call myself an expert. I'd call my call myself an educated carnivore. <laughs> I, I, I like the sport. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really passionate about it. Um, it's kind of like being a member of a any sort of a club. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that you just get into and. If you like it, then you excel yeah. at it. And yeah. It makes it more fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, did you live in Leominster as a kid? What was it like? Well, a lot smaller, a lot quieter. I was born here, and other I lived in Fort McMurray for four years, but other than that, I've lived in Leominster all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. I think there was four or 5,000 people living here back then, so yeah, it's... It's definitely a bigger city now than it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, what was school like for you when you were younger? Uh, good. I like school. I didn't. I'm not like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like. I love school. I'd. I'd go back there in a heartbeat. It's a lot easier than working. <laughs> I bet. You may not think that way, but yeah. it is. Yeah. If someone were to write a book about you, what would a good title be? <laughs> Yikes! Um, I don't know. That's that's a hard question, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Okay. Can you tell us about an experience that was new to you, but where you chose to participate and gave your best effort anyway? Um. I recently, not recently, but a couple of years ago, started into, I'm a heavy duty mechanic by trade, and um, the Alberta Apprenticeship Program has a PAC, they call it, so it's a Provincial Apprenticeship Committee mm-hmm. that um, controls how the apprenticeship program is, is built up, um, what kind of projects they do, how... How the apprentices are treated, so to speak, um, what they learn, what they need to learn, what they should be learning, what they need to learn in the future, um, how the colleges um, teach those programs. And the opportunity came up and it's a lot of extra work and this and that, but uh, it's actually been really, really rewarding. And I, I really like doing it actually, but um, it's kind of like going back to school all over again. Oh. But, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Have there been times that you felt discouraged as a drag racer? What made you want to keep going, ongoing in drag racing? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you know, you build your car and race it and then the, the bug you get is that you always want to go faster. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, you know, it's like, um, you know, running down the track or whatever, you, you don't want to just run from the 100 
meters and, yeah. and stop the next day you want to run it faster right you want yeah. to beat your time from yesterday yeah. so it's kind of like that okay. um, yeah you get discouraged sometimes because um, parts break or you change something and it made your car slower instead of faster so okay. then you have to go back home and fix it or change something back or <laughs> okay. try something different or whatever right? yeah what do you think failure has to do with success although also when did you fail and how did it help you um failure just generally in life um i don't know if you can call it failures it just there are bumps in the road in life and um you're always going to see them. You're always going to have them. It's just how life works. Yeah. There's highs and lows and good and bad. And, and um, you, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt, so to speak, and make it work for you and become better from it. Yeah. If something kicks you down, well, use it to your advantage and, and work around it and make it better the next day. Yeah. Same as drag racing. If it don't if your car breaks, just go home and fix it and make it better. Yeah. Tell us about someone who you looked up to when you were younger. Um. Well, I always looked up to my grandfather because he was a mechanic. He was actually a heavy duty mechanic also, and so yeah, I looked up to him, and of course your parents and. Um, I guess in my older little teenage days or whatever, I, John Force was my my go-to hero. He's a drag racer. He's a 17-time okay. champion drag racer. So, yeah, he's, he's just the guy that I like. So, okay. yeah. Um, it's now open mic time, so any of my classmates come up and ask questions. Who's first? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi there. Hi. My name is Isaac. And I have a question for you. What is your favorite shade? Favorite shade? Yep. Like color? Yeah. Oh, like shade. <laughs> like gray, black, or white. Or oh. Well, yellow is my favorite color, so I'd have to say black is probably. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, it's Ben again. And so, what do you think, like, racing movies, how realistic are they? Not very. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure you know The Fast and Furious. And I watched them all. But there's not a lot of realism going on there. Um, nitrous, of course. I, I use nitrous on my car. I spray it with 100 horsepower extra. Um, it's not like you see in the movies where they're going along at 100 mile an hour, 160 mile an hour or whatever and the, the engine's sitting on the rev limiter and then they hit the nitrous button and they go another 30 mile an hour faster. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> the engine would explode instantly. If you, if, if you did it the way it's shown in the movie, the engine would explode right there without it wouldn't go another two feet <laughs> so yeah it's a, it's a little fake but it's still fun yeah thank you yeah um, um it's isaiah again yeah 
And if you could merge two animals together, what would they be? Mine is a rhino and a cheetah, and it's called a cheetah. Good idea. <laughs> um, probably a snake and a mongoose. That'd be cool. Be fast and yeah. deadly. Thank you. Um, hi, it's hey. Blake. And has an engine ever exploded in one of your races? Like yours or like every race? Um, not mine. I have. Uh, Blowing up a couple of diffs, I've blown up a couple of transmissions. Um, I've had engines have problems, but I've never had one blow up, so to speak, like where all the oil pukes out everywhere. But yeah, definitely I've grenaded a couple of transmissions and a few diffs. Okay, that's kind of cool. Hi, my name is Mason. Hey. Um, do you prefer Coke or Pepsi? Oh, Coke all the way. Cool. Another question. <laughs> sure. What's the scariest? Thing you've ever been in? Ever. Um, probably, probably crash in that car. Yeah, I would say. Um, it's Alex again, and my question is: If you can move anywhere in the world, where would you want to move? I would move to Nelson, BC. Hmm. It'd have to be in Canada because we are in the best country. Believe it or not, <laughs> you might not say it today when it's 30 below outside, but <laughs> there's no bugs. Um, yeah, BC would be pretty nice, I think. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Um, does why did you want to do drag racing? Um, just I always like fast cars, and and uh, I just it was the safe way to go and. They'll be able to do what I like to do without getting in trouble with the police or hurting anybody but myself. Yeah. Hi, hey. I'm Gavin, hey. and um, we've been learning about heat and science. Hey. And um, how does a drag race car deal with heat? Um, like engine heat is is through a radiator cooling system, water pump. So you circulate coolant, which is water and a glycol mix. And it circulates through the engine, goes through a radiator, which is just a big tank-looking thing. And there's a fan on it, so it blows air across the radiator and keeps the engine cool. Um, like a top-field dragster and them kind of racers don't run radiators because they just they run the engine for a very very short period of time, like probably 15 seconds at the most. So they don't, and they're going to rebuild it every run, so they don't care. Yeah, okay. I also have a follow-up question. What's your favorite Fast and Furious movie? Oh, it has to be one. Okay. <laughs> the first one. It's always the best one. Hi. Hi. Is drag racing a team sport or an individual sport? Um, for the most part, it's an individual sport because you race against somebody else all only. Mm -hmm. But there are teams that kind of... Um, work the numbers and you know if you're in a points race situation they might one car might give up to the to their to their teammate so to speak they say it doesn't happen but it's probably happening thank you um, I'm Tyler and what is your favorite sports car mm, probably Corvette yeah, mine's McLaren oh nice you gotta be rich to have one of those though. Yeah. <laughs> Corvette's a cheap version of yeah. the fast car. <laughs>
Hi, my name's Hi. Tristan, and Hi. in a competition, how many times did you race, and what does a competition and what does a competition look like? So, in a typical race day, say for instance in Edmonton or Saskatoon, in my class, I would get three time trials. So you make three passes over a period of probably two hours, and then at the end of those passes, we run um, bracket racing. So if you've got a 10-second car and I've got a 9-second car, you would actually get to leave a second ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And that way, at, at the end, we should theoretically meet at the exact same time, right? Yeah. But it doesn't work that way. Because yeah. they, they, they time the, the um, race down to the 10 one hundredths of a second. Okay. So there's no way we'll get there at exactly the same time. And your reaction time counts. So if you, if your light comes down a second ahead of mine, because you're the slower car, so you get to leave a second ahead of me, once your green light comes on, you should already be moving. And if you sat at the line for a second, let's say, it had a really poor reaction time, that means we would be leaving at the same time because hopefully, hopefully I had a really good reaction time, mm -hmm. which means at the end of the track, I would beat you by a second, which would probably be about two car lengths. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Hi, my name's Kane. Um, do you compete locally, provincially, nationally, or internationally? internationally? Um, somewhat locally, just Edmonton or Saskatoon, but the point standings for our class is um, like we're in the Northwest Division, so it's Alberta, BC, um, Seattle, and a couple other states just in the US. Mm -hmm. That's our points area, and it all goes into NHRA's data bank, and there's six, six classes, or six divisions. Um, across the U.S. and Canada, and so yeah, we kind of race um, Nash on the national level, but most of us race just kind of locally for points. Yeah. And a follow-up question: Have you watched Ford and for Ford versus Ferrari? Yes. Right. Really good. Yeah. But I'm not a Ford guy. Okay. <laughs> but it's still good. Good job. Hi, I'm Hi. Creed, and how long does it normally take you to build a car? Um, depends what you build, and I mean you can take um, a car right off the street and race it if you want, as long as it uh, meets all the safety requirements for the speed that you're going to run. Um, my car probably took me working weekends and after work type thing probably <coughs> three or four years, but but I'm never done working on it. You always right. got something to do. Okay. Hello, it's Hi. Jackson. So what goes through your head when you're racing? Um, a lot of adrenaline. Um, you just gotta stay focused on the light. So the Christmas tree, they call it. That's where your lights are coming down. That's these things. So you get three yellows and a green. If you leave before the green, you get a red light. So that's obviously you're done. But, um, so you got to stay focused 
on hitting a really good light. So you gotta let you gotta let go of the brake and floor the gas just a little bit before you see the green light, so that you cut a good light. So you gotta be thinking about that all the time, and then. Um, you got to make sure that you watch the RPMs of the engine and make sure you get a really good shift. So you got to shift at a certain RPM all the time. And then of course you got to watch, you know, if, if the other guy's faster than you is, and he's in the head of you, then you got to make sure if he something happens and he gets into your lane, obviously you don't just go speeding around him. You let off and brake and live to go another run, so to speak. It's not like on TV. Um, so yeah, you just got to really stay focused for those, it's only 10 seconds or whatever, right? So you can hold your breath that long. What about how you feel about doing such a dangerous sport? Um, it's dangerous, but it's like I said before, it's controlled danger. It's, um, there's a lot of safety equipment. Um, I actually feel safer in my car than I do driving my, my brand new truck down the street. Um, I mean, I'm all suited up and helmet and roll bar and five point harness and um, yeah, I don't I don't really feel unsafe at all. To tell you the truth. Okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Parker. And how expensive is racing as a hobby? Do you, how do you support your hobby? Um, I work lots, save my money and. Um, Expense, it depends on how fast you want to go and how much work you want to do yourself. Um, you can spend anywhere from like a junior dragster, you can buy one of them for about $2,500. Up to like a top fuel car is probably three, four hundred thousand just to buy the car, and then they probably take about $1,500 to make one run. Wow. So you can spend lots of money or a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Adios. Hi, I'm Ella. So, how far away have you traveled for racing? Um, I've only raced my car in Saskatoon or Edmonton, but I've traveled to Florida, Seattle just to watch the national event. Right. Thank you. Hi, I'm Ella. Hi. Uh, my question is, what's a funny car? Oh, okay. <laughs> a funny car is, um, they originated because people were taking street cars and putting big engines in them and big tires. And of course, to put that size of a tire in a street car, they had to cut lots of the body out. And then they learned they didn't want you sitting on the left side of the car like normal. So they put you in the middle of the car to, to make the weight the same on both sides. And then they're really hard to work on. So they made it so the body just lifted off. And so somebody one day said, they look funny. They, they kind of do. I'll show you a picture of one. But um, they just got the term funny car and it stuck. But it's a, it's a top fuel, so a race with nitromethane. It's the same as a top fuel dragster, except it's got a more, more of a body on it that looks kind of like a car, where a dragster is just like a long toothpick looking thing. Thank you. You're welcome. Good, good question. Hello, it is Benjamin again. Okay. And so, what is nitrous and how does it work? Yeah. 
So nitrous is an oxygen enhancer. So if you know anything about chemistry, um, molecules attach themselves to each other. Some do, some don't, some like each other, some don't, just like humans. And so nitrous oxide is nitrogen and oxygen. Oxygen combined with fuel makes power. So the more oxygen and the more fuel you can put inside of an engine, the more power it makes. So nitrous oxide is in that bottle. That one's totally empty, but um, it's plumbed into the engine through these little spray bars. And it adds oxygen, an oxygen-rich environment into the engine. So basically it burns more fuel, more air, more power. I have a follow-up question. Have you ever seen Talladega Nights? Yeah. yeah. What do you think of it? Another good movie. <laughs> I have a very important question. It's a follow-up. Have you ever seen the Cars movies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything to do with Cars, I've seen it. <laughs> Those are my favorite movies growing yeah. up. Hi, I'm Devin, and how many engines do you bring to a competition? Only the one that I race. Okay. Yeah, I'm a budget racer. Okay. Most of the teams that are bringing out spare engines are pro teams. So they're, they're professional, so they, that's what they do for a living. Okay. They race cars. So yeah, they'll, they'll bring, like a top fuel team will bring four or five spare engines for one weekend. Okay. Are dragsters, drag cars powered by diesel or gasoline? Uh, both. You can have diesel power, you can have gasoline power, and like the nitro cars burn nitromethane. Oh, okay. It's, it's a form of, it's a form of gasoline, so to speak. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Apple or Samsung? Apple. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Brooke. And can you actually make a living off of drag racing, or is it considered a hobby? Um, my area is considered a hobby, um, but there are pro teams. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's top field dragster, top field funny car, pro stock, uh, pro mod, top field Harley, pro stock motorcycle, um, top dragster. I'm probably missing a few, but. All those, all those teams are all professionally run teams. So everybody that works on that team is getting paid. The driver is strictly a driver. So he or she drives the car and gets paid to do it. All right, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. It's me, AJ hey. again. Hey. And what is your favorite car movie, like car type movie? Um, the original Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay, I will follow up question. Sure. Have you watched any Mission Impossible movies? Yep. Which one's your favorite? Mm, probably the first one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hi, Mason again. Hi. Um, how much money have you spent on your car? I can't tell you that. <laughs> if, if my wife finds out, I'll be in trouble. <laughs> Pro the, the way it sits right now, today, if you don't include everything that I bought over it for the last 35 years, yeah. probably the way it sits right now to build that car would probably cost me 
eighty thousand dollars. So the price of a new pickup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So hello, it's Hi. Jackson again. So how is drag racing different from other kinds of racing? Um, well, we don't have to turn. Um, it, it's the same in a lot of ways. They're they're sanctioned. They have rules. They have tech. So the cars have to be um, safe. Um, yeah, they're the same in a lot of ways, but I mean, it, it's whether you want to go around and around circles or you want to go around turns, like on a road rally course, or if you want to go uh, Formula One racing or stock car racing. It's, it's all racing, it's just different forms, different cars. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Again. Yeah. Hi, uh, it's Gavin, and um, what. What are your thoughts on the movie Baby Driver? Have you seen it? I've seen it. Yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts on the skill of driving that he has? Oh, he's, he's pretty skilled. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it might be a little fake. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just, yeah. Yeah. Howdy. Hi. Uh, what are your thoughts on Pepsi? No, Coke, Coke all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming, Laverne. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We yep. learned a lot about drag racing. Thank you to my classmates for the questions. Thank you, listeners. Have a great day and stay tuned for the next episode. Joining us, stay tuned for next week when Creed talks to a kickboxer. We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.